Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. Very energetic for post-quali Japan. You know what I mean? It is 8.08 in the morning right now. We're live on Twitch, WTF1 official, if you don't follow us already. And the coffee is well and truly kicked in. Uh, can't go to bed after this, really. But uh, Tommy, you are the WTF1 founder. You are the founder of my heart, my life, my soul. <laughs> and you are here to talk me through qualifying as well. Did you enjoy it? I did. I do love Suzuka. It's a great track, especially for quali. It absolutely Oof. is. Uh, let's talk about what went on then, shall we? Uh, but before we do, let's just, should we just top off with the news that was the big news at 1am local time this morning? Uh, well, local time for the UK, um, where they announced, I say they, Alpine announced Pierre Gasly yep. for next year. And AlphaTauri announced super sub Nick DeVries. Which is wild, silly season it is. Absolute turn up for the books, isn't it? Yeah, it just makes it... you think, Tommy. If if you'd have got the call up in the, for the Italian Grand Prix, do you reckon you would have secured a seat as well? Exactly. No, he, Nick DeVries did do really well, but he did. Yeah the the fact that this silly season has been wild. It doesn't really matter who you drive for, what junior team you're in. Just seats are up for anyone's game, really. Like you know, Gasly going to Alpine alongside someone apparently he has beef with and there's this whole um, situation there. And then Nick DeVries, who's been sat on the pit wall with Toto Wolf the entire year, has now run off and joined the Red Bull Junior programme. <laughs> so it's pretty wild. It certainly is. Uh, so that's another two slots filled. We now only have Haas and Williams remaining, which could be argued as two of the slower cars on the grid. Uh, maybe two of the least wanted seats, uh, but we've got potentially Logan Sargent as the, the the front runner for the Williams seat. And as for Haas, could well be Mick Schumacher being re-signed, although I'm not sure after crashing in free practice whether that will help his negotiations. Mm. Or Nika Holkenberg, they seem to be the two front runners, but then who knows, right? Yeah. Like Danny Rick looked really good in the first part of qualifying. You're thinking, oh, maybe... You know, and then, the way this silly season's gone. I mean, who knows? It, it, it even three weeks then. ago, no one would have been saying, well, like a month ago, ever, no one would have been saying, why would DeVries go to Alpha Tauri? And it happened. So, or why would Alpha Tauri take DeVries? Yeah, exactly. Uh, what a it, weird it's, season. It's all changed. Uh, and I love it. I love a bit of unpredictable silly season, driver transfer Agreed. window market things. I still don't know why it's called silly season. A lot of people have no idea what that means. Uh, right. Let's talk about qualifying then, shall we? Uh, and Q1, the inevitable Nicholas Latifi P20. Um, I mean, to be fair to P25, him, at one point he was 14th in Q1. And uh, I was thinking, is this man going to make it out of Q1 after getting confused as to where the track layout was in FP2? Unfortunately not. He was quite close to Stroll, to be fair to him. Does love his Nutella. Two tenths off the back of Alban. Uh, and it wasn't a bad qualifying, to be fair, for Latifi in the grand scheme of of what uh, what, what has gone on uh, over this season. Uh, but the big, big shock was Gasly in 17th, Kevin Magnussen uh, in 18th. It was a very close qualifying, uh, really. But then if you actually look, it was a tenth and a half from Albon to Schumacher, which was quite a big gap in the in the grand scheme of what qualifying was. Uh, for Japan, Q2 was very strange in particular for how close the whole field seemed to be. Uh, but yeah, Gasly and Magnussen were were the big scalps. They were indeed. Yeah, shocker for Gasly after he's just been announced at Alpine. Had brake um, problems though, didn't he? He, he did brake have brake problems. problems. Uh, yeah, Yuki Snowdra up there in 13th. 
shows that he's the greatest of all time. Uh, Lance Stroll as well. Uh, he's had a bit bit of a shocker. Nineteenth uh, when you look where his teammate is as well. Um, but yeah, that Aston Martin wasn't looking good. And also probably worth mentioning, uh, quite a big impact of the race is that um, there is a five-place grid penalty for Nicholas Latifi, so that will mean uh, a P20 yeah. start uh, as opposed to, to P20. So, um, yeah, that will that will change the race quite, he, quite dramatically. He'll be starting at the uh, the runoff area that he mistook for the chicane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was actually they'll, just they'll testing him a the grid. grip. Yeah, they'll he was paint him the a grid box on there that says P25. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that's uh, Q1 done and dusted. Album was was close to making it out, but didn't manage it. Uh, then into Q2, and uh, Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo was looking so good. Like, I was genuinely buzzing for him. In Q1, rapid, great. I think he was up there in sort of P5, P6 territory for a, a while, maybe dropped a little bit further, but still looked was ahead of Lando, even after the second run that Lando did in Q1, I think. Uh, yeah, by one thousandth of a second. Q2, again, an early lap time, which was maybe P5. But unfortunately for yeah. him, run where the track's ramping up, track evolution kicking in, he didn't improve. Everybody else around him improved by, I don't know, two, three tenths was, was definitely a uh, the margin of probably the evolution, but Danny Rick didn't improve and and ended up eleventh. And you just go, oh no, thought this was the one. Yeah, it's gutting, really. He was he was looking so good until you tweeted about him. But yeah, he um he was for those performing that didn't see my tweet, really I well. said that Danny Ricardo something around the flying uh, in qualifying yeah, flying and then in qualifying. got knocked out. Pretty much yeah, straight. Great. Sorry. Very next lap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's actually wild because uh, the track evolution was insane to the point where you had Verstappen, Sainz, and Leclerc as your top three. And Leclerc actually got bumped right down to ninth. We're obviously bantering. Mm. I was bantering on the watch along that, like, oh, Leclerc could be in trouble here as a joke. And then he, <laughs> then he did actually end up ninth. Danny Rick obviously should have gone quicker, which would have put Leclerc 10th. But yeah, he was just saved by the fact that it was unlikely really that Bottas and Oda, Gwen Yuzhou and Mick Schumacher were going to get out, but they were 12, 13, 14, 15th. Indeed. Uh, so Danny Rick, sad times for him. Bottas, decent qualifying. Thought that Zhou Guan Yu was going to have the upper hand there, but he managed 12th. Yuki Sonoda, about as good, I think, as he could do in that uh, dog of an Alpha Tauri. Uh, yeah. And then Mick Schumacher, 15th, uh, of course, ahead of Magnussen, but um, maybe looked a little bit better than than half a second off the back of Zhou Guan Yu in, in 14th. But yeah, I don't think there was much else that went on in Q2. I mean, surprisingly, after all of the Danny Rick, oh no, he's next to Lando on the grid. Yeah, I just saw that. Wild. Uh, so yeah, I think it's probably because Lando's first part of qualifying meant that he had to take an extra set of softs, meaning he only had one run and and clearly didn't manage to uh, to utilise that. So moving on to Q3 now, and the big talking point includes Lando Norris, in fact, uh, and Max Verstappen. Let's, uh, yeah, let's, we obviously right now, as of recording this podcast, don't don't know what the stewards have decided. It'll probably take three to four working days before we actually get an answer yeah, we'll from them. Yeah, we'll find out on Monday. Yeah, uh, whether Max Verstappen has a great penalty for tomorrow. Race. <laughs> uh, yeah. So for me, sketchy, 100%. I think there's a little bit to play where there's almost like a gentleman's agreement, as you call it, you know, before you start a qualifying lap, you don't go and overtake someone before, 
you know, the last couple of corners before they're, they're starting a lap. Um, for whatever reason, Lando's got on with it. Maybe Max is going unnecessarily slowly. The problem for me, I think, is not the fact that he was going slowly, but the fact that he did that quite aggressive burnout as Lando was coming towards him. Now, Max will obviously argue, I didn't see him through 130R. Of course, you know, you have point whatever of a second to react to it. Um, I don't know. I think it might just be a reprimand personally. But then, I don't know, McLaren could argue it affected my lap leading up to to doing a lap. Um, Max even apologised, didn't he, in the car, which a lot of people would uh, say that as an admission of guilt. Yeah. Uh, but that doesn't really uh, that doesn't really get factored in uh, in the studio. <laughs> go, well, actually, you put your hand up in the cockpit, so you uh, you think you're at wrong, uh, you're at fault. I don't know. I don't think it will be a penalty, personally. Um, but it's it's borderline because it just depends on how the stewards view how much Lando was actually impacted by what you could argue is slightly dangerous driving. Yeah, it was uh, just watching it again now because I've just they've just started showing it. Um, but yeah, the fact that normally you don't tend to you kind of bunch up just before the final chicane. So I guess for Stappen would was probably surprised the fact that. Um, Norris was coming quickly through 130R and starting his lap earlier than you normally would um, because we do see now a lot where the cars just slow down to such a, a slow pace, don't they, and leave that gap before the start. Um, but, yeah, the fact that Max lit up the tyres and lost it a little bit, Lando saw the opportunity to go by and you could argue it still probably would have been a little bit like, whoa, if um, he hadn't done the burnout, but the burnout makes it look much worse. Uh, and it was. So it depends what they, um, how they see it and how much McLaren complained. Cause I guess Lando is down in P10. So they might um, say that, you know, it's completely ruined our lap. Uh, I've just seen that the stewards have confirmed that Verstappen is under investigation and will be summoned at 5 PM local time, which is about 45 minutes t- time from, now we're recording so we shall find out but yeah, yeah by the time I this think... podcast goes out then i imagine uh you, you might probably know. know but we are live on twitch so there's lots of people uh currently in the chat uh discussing it some saying reprimand will be fine at most a three place grid penalty yeah i think if they do go for a penalty it'll be a three place no more than that um as much as i'm praying for 125 championship point deduction uh to allow leclerc back in the championship um <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, the only penalty that they would really go for is a three place, if anything. Yeah, I, I'd agree. Um, they don't tend to delete best lap times anymore. That that's more for track limits and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I could see it being th- the worst penalty. I can see as being a three place. Agreed. What do you think? Reprimand? Uh, yeah, I feel like it'd be a reprimand, and F1 Twitter will take it very well. As they do with everything, right? Yeah. They're very serious over on F1 Twitter. Uh, it's it's quite quite beholding uh, to see. Um, so yes, Max, Max Verstappen did take pole by one hundredth of a second, which pained me greatly. Charles Leclerc, that last sector just did not work for the Ferrari. The entire qualifying session, they lost a couple of tenths uh, in that last sector, and it was uh, no different in Q3 and. That was the difference between between pole uh, for for Charles, but potentially it might well be a Ferrari one too uh, if Verstappen does get a three place penalty. 
mm. uh, which will make the race, I think, a little bit more exciting. I think the Red Bull and Verstappen will have the upper hand, as they have had uh, many times this season in the race. Uh, so I think a Ferrari one too, not just for my own fanboy tendencies, but also for the race would actually make it a lot more exciting with the two Red Bulls directly behind. Uh, another yeah, shout great. out to Esteban Ocon. That man oh, does yeah. not get enough credit. No, he doesn't. And I'm he the worst for it, I will admit it. Very quietly, Esty Bestie puts in some great performances. Um, he outqualified Fernando Alonso by half a tenth. Hamilton slotted in, in between, sorry, not half a tenth, uh, one and a half tenths. Um, and then you've got Hamilton in between Ocon and Alonso in P6. Uh, but yeah, Ocon, great performance. Uh, Fernando did look like he was going to get a top five, uh, to be honest with you. And uh, that was something that I certainly uh, thought was going to happen. Yeah. Ocon, Ocon beating both Mercs and his teammate. Fair play. Best best he could do. Bestie. Bestie. That <laughs> ah, wasn't even nice. deliberate. But yeah, it was um, f- fair play, Ocon. Like you say, He's one of those people that goes a bit under the radar because if that was Fernando Alonso, I'd be there saying he's the GOAT and I will admit um, I would be doing that. So yeah, fair play, Ocon. Uh, That was a very, very good lap indeed. Uh, Be interesting to see what Alpine can do from fifth and seventh. Hopefully their car doesn't break down. Although maybe, I hope it does, so I don't have to buy their merchandise uh, for that podcast bet where I said that they'd finish in the top four because they're now behind McLaren. That's uh, that's a big talking point because they lost a lot of points at Singapore uh, to McLaren. But fifth and seventh is a, a good starting point, considering McLaren a 10th and 11th to to claw back some of that deficit uh, with the final few races this season. Uh, George Russell, P8, was a 10th behind Hamilton. Uh, just, yeah, on the wrong end of being a couple of 10ths behind. Uh, but let's talk about, last but not least, uh, Sebastian yes. Vettel. What a qualifying performance from the four-time champ. What he a man. just about managed to scrape through to Q3, uh, getting 10th in that session. Uh, and then out-qualifying Lando, a woman at 30.5, was only, what, less than two-tenths behind George Russell in that Aston Martin. That man loves Suzuka. He was even waving. He was waving at the end of Q3, about three and a half minutes to go. He'd just finished his final flying lap. He knew he wasn't going to be out the pits again for qualifying. And he's waving to the fans. You don't see that all too often, do you? No, he absolutely loves Suzuka. Said it in our watch-along that I remember the video you did with him a few years back now. Asked him his favourite track and within... A millisecond, he answered Suzuki. Absolutely loves it. He'll have missed the track as well massively. And he's got a 100% Q3 appearance record at this circuit, which is extremely impressive. Um, The fact that he's done it in that Aston Martin when his teammate has only managed to beat Latifi. Yeah. Yeah. So it's such an impressive lap. And yeah, it was emotional to see him waving to the crowd because he just loves Suzuka so much and I guess the the driving joy of something like Suzuka is qualifying when you've got best tires on and you're just going absolutely flat out it's a it is like a hot lap circuit isn't it so he must have been absolutely loving it like you say he said on the radio this is so much better than every other circuit he just loves it doesn't he and it was great it's great to see him up there yeah, it certainly is. Uh, amazing performance from Sebastian Vettel. Uh, and yeah, that pretty much uh, wraps it up for, for qualifying. Uh, chat, have you got any questions for us? We're live on Twitch, as I say, WTF1 official. Um, we'll see if there's any questions from chat and then we will bounce. Uh, so uh, get your questions in. I'll have a look and see 
Uh, first one I've seen is from Kendo Forty Seven Wow Geek. Should artificial rain be used to create more interesting races at tracks with no passing? Uh, you've teed that up quite nicely. I think we've had our <laughs> race in qualifying for Suzuka. Should we have sprinklers? Absolutely not. No, not a chance. Do not, do not touch them. No, no, that's not that's not the uh, jeopardy that we need in Formula One. Uh, artificial gimmicky sprinklers. No, definitely not. Not not artificial rain. It will ruin the excitement of when you do actually get a bit of rain, which you never know. There's a 90% chance, according to Google, and the teams think it's going to be mixed conditions. That's what we want to see. As long as it rains in the middle of the race, that will be beautiful. Uh, JSOPROP2012. Pirelli said we might get some hard, medium, soft quality sessions next year um, during a free practice interview. That was very true, actually. I saw that um, doing its rounds on social media. That's different hard medium so hard for q1 medium for q2 and soft for q3 i'm not a big fan of that personally i don't i don't like the look of that um, no don't i want to see the drivers going fully at it on the soft tires i like the fact that they are doing a lot more soft runs now because it's just the fastest and i don't know I don't why would you do that why would you do that in qualifying and not the race like make them use all three tires in the race then you get two pit stops yeah two pit stops guaranteed different more strategy more overtakes excitement that's when to do it not not qualifying because if you're if you're if you've got a car that isn't very good on the hard tires you're basically just going to be out in q1 every single (laughs) every single uh session absolutely uh harry at 99 who gains the most positions from where they start in the race Look at the grid. Who's going to gain the most positions? I think it's going to be Lance Stroll, who will score one point in 10th place. I think it will be 19th. Lewis Hamilton. Get on the podium. He will be the driver to gain the most positions. Wow. Okay. I think Lance Stroll is going to go on one of his mad ones, as he always does. I say mad ones. We don't see anything for the whole race. (laughs) Yeah. And then then he's ninth at the finish. (laughs) Uh, Love it. Uh, is Suzuka actually a good track for overtaking? Says hello, it's night. Um, no. No, it's going to be hopefully down to strategy, hopefully down to a bit of mixed weather conditions and we'll have a great race on our hands. Um, but if not, if it's fully dry, might well be a bit of a bit of an interesting one. And I say interesting, I mean dull. But we'll see. Uh, we will uh, <laughs> We will make our minds up tomorrow. Uh, Nox10 says, Latifi, he starts 25th, five positions made up by lap one. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, I like that. Right, Tommy, final thoughts. Final thoughts are that during practice, I heard that Ferrari are starting using an automated system that tells them uh, things like safety car. So so rather than the engineer having to do work and say the safety car is coming out or or this, there's now a voice uh, that just goes, safety car. 10 meters or whatever, and this kind of stuff. What could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong putting that in an automated uh, system? Doesn't sound meme worthy at all. No. Like no Can you imagine other if there's one it. that goes, engine blown, <laughs> pull over? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I joke, but it, there probably is that um, put into the into the team radio. Um, so Hitch there you go. Hards. My final thought is I'm looking forward to the championship being back on. Okay. Charles Leclerc takes the lead at turn one, 
drives off into the sunset. Max Verstappen bottles it. Gets a gets a 125 point championship penalty point thing. I don't know what uh, I'm saying. My thing. Yeah. yeah. And can't wait for it. No, genuinely, I think if we get some some rain, we could have a, a very interesting race on our hands, just purely because Suzuka is a treacherous racetrack if it starts raining. There is no room. Uh, as we saw in free practice, there was a few mistakes. Uh, the hairpin, for example, Leclerc almost getting beached. I think if we get some slippery conditions in the race, we will see a, a very jumbled up uh, order. So uh, I'm uh, very much down for that. So please join us tomorrow live on Twitch, WTF1 official. We will be up at the crack of dawn. I know we keep saying it as Europeans, and I know a lot of people absolutely hate us complaining about <laughs> one early race one in the race. year. Sorry. Um, well, Australia, maybe two. Uh, but we will be live on Twitch, so come and join us. Uh, we will be there, coffee in hand, and uh, look forward to maybe seeing Max Verstappen clinching the championship, and Tommy will wear his cape and parade around his room beautifully. So uh, thank you, everybody, for, for tuning in. Thanks uh, if you're listening on audio. Give us a five-star review if you haven't already, and we may well read one of those out your one out even uh, on the post-race podcast uh, that goes live on Tuesday. Team WTF1 members will get it on Monday. And also a big shout out to our annual. We, uh, we've we got our annual sales or pre-sale, pre-sale, pre-order, pre-order sale pre-order, yeah. um, live at the moment. Uh, so go and check that out. I think it's WTF1.com forward slash annual. Uh, it's £15.99, all included if you're in the UK. So that includes uh, tracking um, postage. So if you want to get that, it was a big success last year. Uh, and we know that uh, a lot of people will probably want it again this year. So that's what I thought I'd let you know. Um, and that is about it. We're going to now send over our Twitch stream to someone else. But we'll say goodbye to audio listeners right now. Goodbye! Tommy, you have Thanks. to say goodbye. I was literally saying, I literally said, we're saying goodbye to audio listeners. And what do you do? You wave. <laughs>